Hello and welcome to episode 26 of epi- uh, of Gaming Fix. Oh, off to a great start already. I am your host today, Andre Cole, aka your girl's favorite Goomba. Uh, joined today by Alex Galinas. I never actually asked how to pronounce that. I'm still not going to correct know. you. It's close enough. Uh, uh, also, Erica Hernandez. Yeah, that's me. You said it right. <laughs> and Pat Cotter. Was up? I'm afraid you got his name wrong. <laughs> Yeah, mine's definitely the hardest to pronounce. Patrick <laughs> Coter. Yeah, there you go. Now you're on track. Uh, you know, he talks about Ubisoft games so much that maybe it should be a little more French when I talk about him. Um, I tell you, I wish I was a little more French. I'm very jealous of Alex. Hey, on peut avoir un podcast en français, si tu veux. I get asked a lot if I'm French. Uh, you, you also get asked a lot if you're a 50 year old man dragging your balls on the floor so. <laughs> that was one time <laughs> 40. Uh, and old women tell me i have a nice voice and i should work in radio well you um, kind of do you have a podcast oh, yeah exactly now now if it ever happens again i can say eh, i've got a podcast you should check it out to make business <laughs> cards yeah uh, i've got business cards for my real job but I never use those because I I don't know. I teach. Um, anyway, uh, we're here to talk about some video games, theoretically. Uh, and Alex brought the most video games. I think he is here to talk about every video game that has ever been released. Take it away. We could do Alex. like we could do like Alex, and then you, and then Alex, and then Erica, and then Alex, and then me. <laughs> if you really wanted to do it that way, I don't care. You should just talk. All right. I'm an idiot. <laughs> Alright, well, let me pull out my laundry list here. Um, first, I've, I have four games for y'all this week. And for I don't me? think... For, just for you, baby. But Ooh. I don't think any of us have played any of these before, hopefully. But if you have, chime in. I'd love to hear your thoughts. But before that, uh, though I've been playing a lot of games, I've also been watching a lot with uh, Summer Games Done Quick. I don't know if any of you guys have been watching that. No, I nope. usually don't. I, I usually what happens is I'll hear about a cool one, and then I'll go watch that one. But I don't really like follow it. Yeah. It's been really strong this year. Um, they the Taz the Taz block with the tool assisted speed run with like the Rob the robot that plays the games perfectly. They did a Celeste run, which was absolutely amazing, and like showcased some of the glitches in that game that get you going like a zillion miles per hour and like just going faster than the screen scrolls, like like three screens away. And uh, they went through all the seasides with this, and it was just absolutely nuts. Yeah, so. the seaside stuff is crazy. Yeah, I I can't believe that there are so many other mechanics you can put in that game. Mm-hmm. And have it still be interesting and stuff that you didn't think of during the game, but yeah, yeah. yeah. So I won't talk too much about it because none of you guys have watched it. But it's it's still going on all this weekend. Uh, every donation they get, a hundred percent of it goes to Doctors Without Borders. So I think that's a pretty great cause. Yeah. All right, let's talk about video games. 
the first one I'm bringing is a mobile game for your telephone. You can download it right now on iOS or Android, and it is 100%, 1,000% free, no ads, nothing like that, and it's a puzzle game. Wow. Uh, it is called OK. So, like, OK, OKAY, question mark. And it's the mechanics are very simple. Basically, what you're doing is you're dragging your finger and you're hitting white things. Uh, your ball, like you're launching a ball and there's no real physics. Like there's no momentum wherever you're going. The ball goes at a fixed speed. Uh, you're trying to clear all the white things in the screen and there's black things that will bounce and they're permanent. But as soon as you hit a white thing, it breaks. So, uh, they just set up a whole bunch of really clever puzzles like that. And yeah, I think it's absolutely fantastic. And one of the coolest things I found about it is, like I said, it's completely free. But after like 20 levels, there's like a message that comes up from the creator. He's like, hey, I made this game. I hope you like it. If you want, you could give me some money. You don't have to, but I would appreciate it. It would help me make more games. Oh, that's <laughs> and, like endearing. That's awesome. It's really cute. And, and then it just gives you an option of like selecting a button at the bottom. It's like, I want to give 25 cents or $5 or $100 or whatever. Like it's, it's pay what you want. It's not like it's not like your traditional free to play. So literally pay what you want. And I thought it's great. And it's super fun. I am at level 69. I had to pause there. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you I had to pause there for yeah. the podcast and uh, I'm definitely going to keep playing it even though it gets hella hard. <laughs> I just started downloading it. I feel like games that don't make me pay for it and but also make me feel good about it if I decide to pay stuff for it or they they're much more likely to get money out of me than like a traditional free to play like I put money into cat condo and that game was weird <laughs> yeah I completely agree I think there's like for me there's like this mental block between um paying 99 cents for a game and putting additional money into it versus a completely free to play game and putting money into it like yeah I agree like most of the time I like to just pay the 99 cents up front and then just never have to worry about it again. But yeah, sure. if more games went this model, I'd be super into it. Like um, the, the go games that are like, I don't know, like five, yeah. $6 or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like you just pay that one time and then you have everything for free forever or not for no extra money forever. I yeah. really appreciate that. <laughs> Sadly, that studio got closed like yeah. right before E3, I think. I think uh, so too. Alex, what was the name of that game again? Okay. Okay. Okay, A Y. Question mark. On Question. phones. Okay. Yep. Uh, one dishonorable shout out to a game I did not play but downloaded was the one that I think it was Pat that sent a <laughs> screenshot to our, our, our uh, group chat of Nonstop Samurai. Uh, which was basically it showed off a panty shot and it was a Facebook ad. And actually, when when I went there to the to the uh, Google Play Store, it's rated E for everyone. So I don't know what the hell that game is. <laughs> so to clarify, too, like it was actually a video ad and it was like a person like first he clicked on like her hand and then he clicked on her breast and she got very excited and there was a heart. <laughs> then he clicked on her uh, nether regions and her skirt flew up and there was a heart. And the reason I said it, cause I was like, how the fuck is this an ad on Facebook that I'm getting <laughs> right now? This is ridiculous. I mean, that's pretty much how it 
works out for most men when they touch a breast just get yes. a heart reaction immediately yep. <laughs> just like the heart emoji with two like two hard eyes but um <laughs> i downloaded that because i was like sure why not um the first thing it does on android is it asks you can i have access to your contacts and i can can i have access to your phone calls <laughs> and <laughs> my immediate reaction was nope so i didn't play that one uh and it will not start the game without you accepting those terms so Huh. The next game I played, which is kind of more in line with what we were just talking about, is a Steam game that I picked up on the Steam sale. The rest of these are actually Steam sale games. Uh, it's it's called Honey Pop. Oh no! <laughs> are any of you familiar with with I Honey Pop? I played that entire game. Pardon? Front to back. Is you, it, what uh, was that, Pat? Okay. I played that game front to front to back. I've, oh really? Like done everything in it. Yeah. I think. It's uh, it's extremely lewd. That's the first thing I have to say. Oh, when, you have no idea. Wait, wait, okay, wait. wait is it is this funny pop, like H U N I E? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. puzzle, okay. the oh, puzzle okay. like game with the with the nude the tile Is it actually Honey Pop? Is it, well, yeah, I don't know. Honey, Should honey it be? Honey? I, how I, that's how I always read it. Yeah. I don't know. I but, figure it's Japanese, and there's no. It's H U. So who? Honey, honey Pop. Uh, it's american made though i think but okay. so that game is not bad actually um <laughs> it like it's a dating sim which i don't care about it's uh like yeah it's lewd there's underwear and you're like boning girls which is kind of <laughs> awkward but the mechanic of it of being um what's it called uh when you're going on the dates with the girls, the mechanic of using a puzzle, like kind of a bejeweled style tile puzzle was actually kind of great. Yep. <laughs> and it's also different from bejeweled because it's not timing based. It's like completely strategic. It's more like 10 million and in some ways, because you're but trying to still 10 million still has timing elements, whereas the Tony pop doesn't at all. Right. It doesn't have the timing elements, but what it has from 10 million or you must build a boat is that you're trying to gather like specific resources for the person that you're with. So like some people are more into romance. Some people are more into uh, your talent or whatever and stuff like that. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, I don't, re I actually ended up finishing it. Uh, I used cheat engine to get through it because <laughs> at some point I was playing it on hard mode and I was like, why am I doing this? And I just, it, it asks you to get a score of 3069 and I told cheat engine, give me a score of 3000 and then I'll get two matches and then we're done. <laughs> this was after yeah, like I, seven or eight hours. So I played that game for my YouTube channel, uh, years ago. And then we didn't end up posting any of the videos from it, from that playthrough because I was like, eh. I don't really know that I want to have my name on this thing. <laughs> yeah, it is that's... gross in a lot of areas, um, yeah. but it is extremely explicit. There is like, there are CGs in that game that are like, you can see it all. There's, there's a, there's a space lady who's covered in tentacles at one point. Yep. Uh, and they also like, it's so weird. You go on the dates and it's, like that strategic puzzle thing and like you buy gifts like it's a dating sim um and you can use the gifts in different ways to like shift the rules of the puzzle and give yourself extra resources that part of it's actually pretty fun and interesting um and then uh once you've gotten your relationship up and you go to do the to the bone zone that one is timing based and you're just trying to match stuff as fast as possible to get like a meter we'll say up 
while yep. like the person that you're <laughs> boning is making noises and it's really awkward and then you fill the meter up and then there's like a final noise and then it slowly drains <laughs> and then That's you get a lot get so a very explicit image of the person like and it's like yeah. It's all there. <laughs> but, but the thing is, it's actually a really good game. The puzzle part <laughs> like, is very good. Yeah, which is like, that's that's why I feel weird about it. Like, I kind of want to recommend it to Erica, because it's a good puzzle game, but then again, maybe not. <laughs> I mean... I mean, like, there's literal money shots in it, I will tell you that much. Okay, <laughs> I mean, I've seen the, worse things, yeah. you know? I don't think it would, like, be... As long as you are uh, an, an adult of... Uh, consenting, consenting age. There's nothing wrong with with like what is display. Like there's nothing wrong with like seeing it. I think some of the ways that it kind of stereotypes the the characters is a little gross. But and in other ways, it's actually not that bad. And there's some that are well, yeah. really well written. The, so some of the humor is kind of it misses for me. But like I yeah. think overall the writing was pretty good. Yeah. Unfortunately, that developer I would will point out they were one of the like like anti waifu banning like they got super into that whole like right he was the one the developer was the one who like oh my gosh it was really in poor taste i believe he was the one who coined the term waifu holocaust yes yes so in that in that sense maybe don't play this game (laughs) (laughs) yeah in that sense i don't i don't love the developer necessarily but i think the game is fine and it was like two dollars so yeah yeah so moving on with the Steam sale, because I think that's enough time devoted to Honey Pop. Um, <laughs> uh, I picked... Oops, sorry. What no, no, that? go ahead. Oh, no worries. I picked up another game, which is less lewd. Uh, it is called To the Moon. Oh, also yeah, a great that game. game. A much better game, even. Yeah, um, well, no. <laughs> I would say <laughs> the story is excellent. Yeah, sure. I would say yeah. the characters are excellent, and I think the way... Um, it's conveying what its ultimate message is about is really fantastic. I would say the gameplay part of that game is terrible. <laughs> I just think it's boring, frankly. It's very boring, but um, I put in three hours. Like I'm not quite done, and I'm probably like seventy five percent of the way done. And like it's for, if you haven't played it before, it's this pixel arty adventure game kind of thing where you're controlling these characters who are basically going through the memories of a dying person and like kind of altering them to help them realize their dreams. Mm-hmm. Like that's the, the one that's like the elevator pitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but unfortunately, like I said, it's very slow and that includes like your movement. Um, so sometimes you're just moving incredibly slow and you're just like kind of looking at, you know, away from the screen, looking at other things, just holding up. <laughs> so yeah. that part kind of sucks. Uh, but, and the, there is only really one kind of gameplay and that's where you're just like, doing the adventure game thing of looking at certain things like objects and clicking on them and being like yep collected that yep collected that and then at the end there's like a puzzle that's kind of like just tile flipping and it's kind of bad um and ultimately what has kind of ruined the game for me well not ruined it's just made it a slog was that about two and a half hours in the game completely broke (laughs) like i was going through this one section and all of a sudden I was clipping through every object in the world and I could not complete the like the section and That's irritating yeah and if I rolled back to my latest autosave it still did it 
So I had to go back to a save that was like 45 minutes before. <laughs> so lost a whole ton of progress and like it, it was there was no way around it. There's no way to fix it. So that was kind of a bummer. But, yeah. But I think I believe that's a RPG maker game. I yes, I believe it is an RPG game. maker game. Um, I don't know. It's good if you care about kind of uh, kind of touching stories. I find some of the characters a little abrasive, but I think that's kind of their point. Uh, Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I would say touching is, is fair. I, I liked the story. I didn't find it um, compelling enough to like, I didn't feel that it was on, on a, on a level with something like a gone home or a Tacoma or an Edith Finch. Like, I don't think it was that kind of touching. I thought it was interesting and it was an interesting, it had an interesting perspective on death that I think was cool to see through um, and kind of understand. I actually didn't like the conceit. Like I found myself in a kind of adversarial relationship with the characters because I didn't like what they were doing. Um, But that actually plays into the story in a way that I think is pretty cool, but it is definitely boring to, to walk around in. Yeah, like the gameplay is boring. The story isn't necessarily boring, but the gameplay is. The the yeah. writing is pretty clever, and the music is actually really good. Um, but uh, I don't I don't know if it's a spoiler to say. Like I haven't actually gone to this. They haven't explicitly said it, but it seems like they're touching on some some. <laughs> it seems like they're touching on some mental health stuff that seems like maybe like autism or Asperger's. Yes, that was that's my memory. If my memory serves, t- that's totally a element. And yeah, I think that's actually really cool because they're handling it really realistically and like in a very like, man, this is really frustrating for me, but I'm trying to show the most patience I can. How do I properly support this person kind of way? And I thought that was really, really cool. Yep. Yep. I like that aspect of it. The thing about it that kind of bothered me was sort of to what you're saying is that like some people would feel differently. In fact, some people that are normally on this podcast feel differently, but I think, um, Games like Gone Home and Tacoma and Edith Finch are not boring. They may be slow and they may be not, they maybe don't have a lot of mechanics, but they're not boring. When you're going through the houses and Gone Home, there's a certain bit of excitement behind opening the door and seeing what's there, which is sort of something that To the Moon is missing. There isn't that level of like, I really want to see what's next. It's more like, I'm interested, I'm engaged, but I could have read it in a book and yeah. gotten the same experience yeah to be completely honest when the game broke and i had lost all that progress my first reaction was maybe i should just watch this on youtube <laughs> yeah <laughs> and just kind of skip uh, past the puzzles those game, like those kinds of games i don't know why they always make me very anxious like i'm expecting like some like secret horror like to turn into a horror game <laughs> at any moment. Yeah. like and, i mean currently i'm playing resident evil 7 but like that i know it's a horror game so yeah. I, I can get over that and I've, I've played it before but it's just like anytime i play to the moon gone home yeah i had that a lot like when, okay when is it gonna happen there, there's been some secret like horrible thing that happens and it's been hidden from me well gone home <laughs> totally baits you yeah. into that too it yeah, wants absolutely. you to think that's gonna happen and that's one but, of the things i love about gone home yeah, but, but, but it wasn't like but like so i was expecting like what you're talking about but also i was expecting like a ghost to pop up at any moment like yeah. the entire totally. time yeah. I was playing that game. Steve Gaynor stoked that fire and then gone home when we don't have to go off on a huge tangent, but it's brilliant because there's multiple clues around the house to make you think that that's going to happen. But yeah. there are also clues that when you realize that's not going to happen, you go, man, I'm so, this was, it's ridiculous that I thought that that was going to happen from this. Yeah. I, yeah. I, sh- 
I should put yeah. that on. And I, I, had I kept that. thinking I was going to see a body like walk into like a room with a dead body in it when I was playing that game. Yeah, it was going to uh, turn into amnesia. Yeah, exactly. That's that's how I feel. Like I felt like that when I played To the Moon as well. I just like get really anxious when I play those games, and I think it's from playing so many games that are focused on like here's a conflict or like you got to like escape from something. Yeah, maybe amnesia ruined those kinds of games for me. <laughs> you can't you can't fight back. All you can do is collect stuff and read and whatnot. Uh, also, yeah, but. Um, one last thing there is a to the moon two i think it's called finding paradise yeah yeah finding paradise is a sequel to to the moon so maybe people can check that out i might check it out um when i get to the end of that game i'll let you know more with more certainty but uh it should only be like another hour or so um okay finding paradise is out came out in december last year cool all right, I have one last game, and I have not played enough of it to really give you a solid opinion. Uh, enough to say that I'm probably going to finish it for next week and have lots of stuff to say about it. And this, again, Steam Sale. This was a game called Forgotten Anne. I don't know if any of you guys have heard about this. It came out in May of this year. Uh, indie game, and it's really friggin' cool. <laughs> it has, like... <laughs> Like, you know how Nino Kuni came out and it's like, oh, this is a Ghibli produced thing. I get way more of a Ghibli vibe from this game than I ever got from Nino Kuni. <laughs> it like has these hand animated cutscenes that are really charming and have like uh, household objects moving around and talking and stuff like that. And then when you get into the actual gameplay, like it's very. Uh, do you remember how Battleship Brigade kind of looked? Yeah. Like that yeah. kind of like it just looks like hand animated stuff. Like this is a fully hand animated game including all of the uh all of the sprites, all of the uh the animations and stuff. Kind of like Cuphead but much to a much lesser extent and it's a much slower paced game. Uh I don't want to say too much about it yet cuz I haven't finished it. I've barely gotten far enough in to really engage with all the mechanics, but I have to say, like, it's made a really crazy good uh first impression and I'm super excited to get deeper into it. Are there living refrigerators in this game? Yes. So basically, you're you're tra- <laughs> you're transported to this other world of everything that ever got forgotten, and like so, it starts with uh, not your character, but a character losing his sock under his bed, and he's reaching for it. And he's like, eh, whatever. I'm just gonna walk away from it and forget about it. And then the sock gets transported to this other reality, and like. Yeah, it's it's really fascinating, and I think the story it, it, the story goes in some pretty crazy places, from what I understand, and also kind of touching in the to the moon way, but maybe a little better executed. Uh, but yeah, uh, Forgotten Anne on Steam, you can get it for a song right now. I think it's maybe ten bucks. Interesting. It's fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. And I yeah. think that's that's it for my four games. <laughs> Also on Xbox One and PS4, if you're into that. I didn't actually know that. Yeah, I just watched the trailer on uh, Steam, because that's why I was like, is there a refrigerator in this game? Okay, well, then that brings us to Erica. What refrigerators? I got nothing. What are you playing? So I bought Beat Saber today. Um I'm pretty sure this is the first early access game I've ever bought because I have like a weird hang up about buying early access games. 
but like I kind of knew what I was getting into. I had seen like a lot of this game, and I know how much like it's it's twenty dollars right now. Um, and it, I knew what I was getting for twenty dollars. That game's real cool. <laughs> that it's game like, is. It looks amazing. It's really fun. It, it's um, it has about ten songs, I think, which for twenty dollars, I mean, yeah, it's a little. You know, it depends on what they add into it, or you know. But I, I, I was okay with it. Um, and the, the, I feel like the gameplay or feeling like you're playing it, it on easy, normal, hard, and expert all feel very different. Like there's, you know, different mechanics and things. It gets the much harder as you go on. Um, but yeah, so you you end up. It's a VR game, I should say. <laughs> I was playing it on the Oculus Rift. Um, and you have like these two sabers or your touch controllers is a red one, your left hand, blue one, your right hand. And, um, there are these like cubes that come flying at you to like the beat of the song and you have to like cut them with your lightsaber in like the, the specific direction the arrows are pointing. Uh, and then there are also these like, um, walls, I guess, I don't know this, um, that you either have to like, you know, take two steps to the left or two steps to the right, or you know, if you're all the way on the left, sometimes you got to take four steps to the right or something, okay. or or you can all, you also have to squat. So if you have to kind of be pretty comfortable getting into like a deep squat, like it was like an ass to grass squat, <laughs> um, in order to play this game. But it's really fun. I, I had a lot, a lot of fun doing it. I sent you guys a really sweaty selfie <laughs> of me getting out of the VR set. Just like, as part of it is just, you know, that it's hard and you have to move around a lot and a lot of squatting. But uh, it's more just that it's like 90 degrees here. <laughs> it, but it seems like it could be a really good kind of exercise-y kind of game. Like, especially yeah. if, you, if you were like, I'm going to put on some, well, not, not ankle weights, but like wrist weights and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. I could definitely see somebody doing that. Um, it's it also definitely gets much much harder. And, and I could see also if you wanted to put on like a no fail mode, which they have available, um, you know, doing something like that as like a workout um, on expert. Because uh, I mean, I'm not good enough to get through an expert song <laughs> on my own. I think I was playing on normal like pretty comfortably, and I could get through like hard on like maybe the first two songs. But it's it's not it's not an easy game. Um, all of the songs are by the same like EDM artist. I think his name was uh, Yaroslav Beck, maybe. Yeah. yeah, I think that's correct. Okay, <laughs> my favorite song was called Breezer. <laughs> I think it's the only one that's in four <laughs> four. Um, but yeah, it was it was a really it was it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I think it's worth the twenty dollars. And, you know, I don't feel I I felt like there's a few things that are missing for it in it for me. Like I played a lot of audio shield last year, uh, which I think I think Beat Saber is a better game. But I like the idea that in audio shield, I can like search YouTube and pick any song I want that's on YouTube. And you can't do that with this game. And I don't know if that's planning to come in eventually, but I do. I, I did see that there is like a workaround, like if you want to work hard at it to get your own songs into there, but so, but so can't I thought there was a thing where you can like either search a song in the game and if someone's made a track for it, then it'll play like the YouTube video and then you can play the song. Isn't that in there? 
Um, that's definitely an audio shield. I don't know if it's in. I thought it was. I, thought it was in Beat Saber. Saber. I didn't too. see it in Beat Saber anyway. Um, it, it would be really cool if it had the um, audio surf thing of like import your song and it creates a a level mm-hmm. for you. But you do see videos on YouTube of people playing uh, of playing uh, Beat Saber and it having like custom music like. Uh, yeah custom tracks but i think that's like what you're talking about that it's kind of a difficult workaround yeah Getting like on the flames <laughs> those those videos are nuts <laughs> yeah like I, I think it is doable um i'll say that if you were going to play this in like a party setting um don't play it in a dress <laughs> i'm wearing a dress today i'm in my own home so i don't care but you know if i was playing in in around other people that weren't my husband like yeah okay i'd probably be like flashing everybody the entire time every time i squat so like don't do it in a dress or a skirt if that's something that you wear <laughs> but i highly recommend it 20 20 dollars cool speaking of games that should be twenty dollars pat's here <laughs> to talk about something oh no yeah, so I've been playing a lot of uh, the crew too. I have fifteen hours into it, I think. Uh, Seventeen hours, according to Steam. Um, I have played every discipline at least a couple of times. Um, I finished one of the families. Um, so, without like, I'll get out of the way first. Like, there's this game is super divisive. Um, I think there are some things about it that are definitely um not amazing i tend to differ in terms of what i think isn't great in some cases like for example um a lot of people talk about how it looks amazing i don't necessarily agree i think it looks fine um there's certain areas that look really really good like when you're in like in manhattan it looks good when you're in detroit it looks good um they put a lot of time and care into those into certain cities that they really heavily modeled. And those cities really are like Miami, New York, LA, Detroit, and Dallas. Um, most of the environments when you're flying in an airplane, it's beautiful. But when you're flying through the woods in the middle of nowhere, it's like a bunch of trees. It's kind of speed tree down. Like it's not even, it doesn't, it doesn't look amazing. Um, and there's some level of detail stuff too, where you're, you get to these weird, distances where you're close enough that it should pop in a higher level of detail, but it doesn't. And I think it can look kind of bad in those instances. So anyway, that's sort of a thing I kind of differ on. I think it's fine, but a lot of, in a lot of cases, I don't think it looks much better than the first game. Um, I also think that uh, it is, there is less to do in the open world than in the first game by a pretty big degree. There's like, skill challenges and stuff and and a lot of events but the first game it was like i'm gonna do a road trip from detroit to sanford excuse me to san francisco and like every probably two minutes on your whatever 20 20 minute drive you would get a new little skill challenge or something to do and it if i recall like i think it kind of popped that stuff in dynamically too this game doesn't really have that um there's a lot of times when there's kind of a lot of expanses with not a whole lot going on which is kind of why i think like definitely is off-putting if you jump in the game and you go okay 
in the game, I unlock the vehicles I want to drive from New York to L.A. That's not that fun in this game. Um, driving on like a half hour road trip with no objectives or anything is not great. And that's totally a valid criticism. Um, with that stuff kind of said, I think a lot of the other things about the game that is getting trashed for are really subjective. Um, a lot of people say that the driving feels terrible. I just don't get it. Um, I would say that I think Forza Horizon feels better, but like this sounds like blasphemy, but like I don't necessarily think that this like having just played Burnout Paradise Remastered, I think that like that and the Crew Two are fairly comparable. Like I, I don't think that it it feels like an arcade racing game from you know the last any just point your finger at one from the last ten years. It it I don't really think it's that noticeably different um takes a little bit of getting used to but i think what happens with these kinds of games is people have their series like i'm sure a lot of people played a lot of burnout paradise or a lot of forza horizon or a lot of the, the last you need for speed games and because this feels a little bit different they immediately go oh i hate this because they like the thing that they've kind of put the most time into and gotten used to um so I don't know. Like I, I think that that stuff feels fine. I think that's clearly divisive too, because a lot of people say that the boats and the planes feel like garbage, but then a lot of other people are saying that they're really good. I think they're fine. Um, I think they're different and interesting. Um, and I think that's really where the game's strength is. Is like there's like uh, fourteen different disciplines, and each one feels distinct. Um, and certainly, there's a few that are you spend more time with than other ones like the street racing, the rally raid and the uh, um, aerial acrobatics or, and the powerboat races. Those are the kind of four mark, like first ones for each family and they have the same, the most uh, events, but I don't know. Overall, I like the, the diversity and the, the variety a lot driving like the alpha one track cars that are like formula one cars is way different than driving a, street racing car or whatever. Um, and I think that's pretty cool. Uh, so stop me. If anybody has questions so far, I'm happy I, to like, I do. So I never played the original game, but when yeah. I was listening to the bomb cast this week, one of the things that I think Jeff said was that in the original game, the first few cars you played kind of felt like shit. And then it was once you started upgrading them and started getting better vehicles, that's when it started feeling good. Is it the same case here? Like once you start upgrading your your loot and whatever like do the the vehicles feel better or is it just kind of the same but faster the loot to me feels a lot like destiny and that it's like just sort of the numbers going up like it i don't i don't think it's that noticeably different but the other thing too is that the loot is not that impactful in this game in terms of how much it changes your performance the performance of the vehicles so each vehicle has a performance number which is a little bit like in forza if you've played that before um Except in this case, it's colored loot that's making you up your performance levels. But, like, I've done every street racing event, for example, in an Aston Martin Vanquish. Um, and it started, the car started out, my numbers are probably off. So, I, but it started off at like a 140 out of 280. And then with all the loot I got from doing all of the events, I think I'm at like 170 out of 280. So, like, the cars don't level up very fast and they don't change that much. The loot definitely feels like kind of an afterthought, but like 
I don't know that it's worth complaining about it because it's just a thing you go on the menu and you just equip the highest level one and then you go on. Like, uh, so it's like Destiny. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> is, 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 it's, is it's like any number of loot games. And I think there's definitely an argument to be made that games in general need to reevaluate how they look at loot, but I don't think it's offensive in this case at all. Um, so I don't know. And the game does weird shit like there is narrative in each of the families, but it doesn't become clear until you've put a fair bit of time into them. Like the, I've only finished the street racing one and I guess kind of spoilers, but I don't, I don't think it's, if you're concerned about spoilers for the narrative of the crew two, by all means tune out, it's a new (laughs) game, but I don't think that this matters at all. The narrative is not good. Um, Like the street racing stuff starts out with you meet Latrell, who is this, um, he, he's, he is wheelchair bound, really cool guy, actually a pretty cool character for, for being a character in the crew too. And most of the characters are kind of assholes. Uh, and he's sort of, his whole deal is like, he wants to take street racing legit. He wants to make it legal. He doesn't want to do illegal races anymore. And you kind of infer over the course of knowing him and hearing dialogue with him. And it's all just in little cutscenes here and there. And, just sort of like audio. There's no like story based. Everyone's walking down the street together. It's like you'll get a cutscene with some art that talks about like the the history of street race, racing and how it can be tied back to bootleggers in the 20s or whatever. You kind of get to realize that like I that like maybe the reason he's wheelchair bound is because he was in an accident street racing, and that part of the reason he's passionate about taking street racing legit is because he doesn't want to see other people get hurt. And there's a point, and this is like the thing I was mentioning the other day in our chat, where you're doing a race and you go over a jump and then the car that's in second place, it all looks like a normal ass race, does like a bunch of flips and like slams into a building and then it cuts to a cutscene, and like a body is thrown from the car and then the race becomes you have to take the person to the hospital. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> what that's pretty great actually yeah (laughs) and it's not super heavy i don't want to make it sound like it's like really graphic or or violent or anything it's not but like then like you get more dialogue from latrell about how like this is why he wants to go legit so he doesn't have to see this kind of thing happen to people and then at one point you do a race um that's in the, uh, the hypercar tier which is like the last tier um which are like the long distance city to city races um and the winner of the race, there's a cutscene at the beginning where the, this woman who's sort of running the race is talking to you, and she's like, oh, yeah, the winner's going to win this Koenigsegg hypercar. And you're participating in the race because you want to win the car so that you can modify it so that Latrell can drive it, um, so that it's like a handicapped vehicle. And, like, you do it, and then part two of that is you race with Latrell, and he's in this Koenigsegg that he can drive now, which is a little bit... Vehicles like that do exist, um, but it's a little bit out there that, like, he would be able to drive it in a street race, but still it's a cool bit of story that is just like interesting, but you don't see it unless you play really deep into the family. <laughs> um, so I don't know that I can recommend it based on that weird stuff. It's, they should have maybe made that more like, cause that's, that sounds interesting. They should have kind of focused on that a little more and like the getting yeah. you into stuff. Cause it seems like, if the driving from X to Y isn't fun, then maybe. Yeah. It's kind of tough. Cause I don't want to talk it up too much. Like this is maybe like 
eight minutes of combined story related content over, you know, 40 events, but they should put more in is what I'm saying. Yes. I think that I really like the game overall. I'm having a great time with it. I'm going to try to do everything in it because I think all of it is a lot of fun. I think it's your mileage may vary if you actually find the driving part fun. I think if you look at that game and go, yeah, I'm on board for if you're someone who looks at it and you go, why would they put planes and boats in it? It's already not for you. I can tell you right now. If you look at it and go, oh, yeah, planes and boats, that sounds kind of cool. You might be able to like the driving. You might be able to get used to the driving and and enjoy it. Um, I wasn't crazy about the driving mechanics and physics when I first played the closed beta. But by the time I had put three or four hours into the closed beta, I was like, oh, okay, I like this. So that's kind of I got used to it um, and it made me like it a lot. I think it's hard to judge it like objectively because I think with a lot of those systems, if you get used to them, you like you, you can learn to like them. Um, the only other weird thing I would say is that there's this like progression based on the number of followers you have, which I think it's hilarious that this game is getting dragged for that because it's literally the exact same thing as Forza Horizon. Like I Forza presents it a little bit better with the music festival vibe, but it is identical to that conceit. Yeah. The the only difference is you're not signing music radio stations like you do in Horizon. Like you add the radio stations over time in Horizon, at least in Horizon Three. You don't do that in the crew and the music in the crew is not good. And the music in Verizon is good. But that aside, it's the same conceit. You're trying to get followers. There's a bunch of people going, well, we got to do crazier shit to get more followers, which is the same thing in Forza Horizon. Um, But yeah, once you level up your follower thing to max, you're like, it goes from like rookie to famous to star to icon, I think you start gaining icon levels kind of like paragon levels in diablo where the number just keeps going up and every time you get an icon level you get a skill point that you can put into a skill tree that has like minor effects just like the paragon system in diablo and like you wouldn't know that unless you put 15 hours into the game because that thing doesn't even open up until then there's just like it's just it's weird so shit weird. like that <laughs> yeah it's there's a lot of like weird such a weird choice it's a weird game kind of cool though <laughs> Yeah. yeah, like I had no interest in playing the crew two, and now that you're like talking about what's in there, I'm like, huh, maybe. Weird. I mean, probably not still, but maybe. <laughs> maybe in a year. Yeah, like maybe yeah, when it's on it's sale. A, it's a Ubisoft game, so they're yep. gonna support it. I, I'd so. Be, so when you finish this game to completion, I'd be interested in hearing how it compares to Far Cry Five for you. <laughs> sure. So far, I like it more. Um, but but yeah, uh, it's uh, the the. The way that they're planning to support it too, um, which I kind of didn't know this, and went and bought the like edition that gave you early access and had the season pass, which I don't regret, but because I am enjoying it a lot. But uh, it's clear they're actually supporting it more like Rainbow Six Siege than like anything else, which is very strange. But every two or three months, they're adding a like content pack, which is going to be like a new discipline the first one is called gator rush and it's like airboat fanboat racing in the everglades which is kind of (laughs) cool um is this stuff going to be free or paid yes so it's going to be free um and then they're also releasing new cars uh every month um and if you own the season pass you get the cars for free if you don't own the season pass you have to purchase them with in-game or real currency and it's sort of like siege in that these cars are um, they take some time to grind out the currency for them with in-game currency. And Siege is the same way. You can buy a season pass for 20 bucks and get all the operators in it, or you can grind them out 
it's comparable to like grinding out free to play currency to get characters in something like League of Legends. Um, so it, it's it's you don't have you can get everything for free, and the new disciplines from the content packs will be available for free. Um, and then each content pack is also going to have some new feature uh, that is in addition to the discipline. I don't know what the one is for the first content pack, but they talked about how PVP is coming in in December. As of right now, you can race cooperatively with friends and you can totally say like, oh, I came in first and you came in third, but it doesn't have like a ladder system or rankings or matchmaking. What? Yeah, doesn't have <laughs> doesn't have like weird head-to-head matchmaking. What? The thing I will say, <laughs> this is the thing though, I hear that reaction a lot. Who in this chat has ever played a racing game PvP against anyone ever? Like, the fact it's not there is pissing people off, but nobody does that anyway. I, I've never played a video game online against other people, so... That's, that's okay. uh, but, I, 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 I have. That's... I have. I, I played, uh, what was that, Need for Speed Most Wanted. Sure, different, kind of a different... Thing, kind of though, just like, kind yeah. of more burnouty. Yeah. Oh, so they they have the co-op stuff. It just, like you know like it so seems like hope, a no-brainer to be like, hey, you want to race your friends? My can, hope like, is get some currency yeah. or something on it. Or, you, I, I mean, know. you kind of can already because you can still compare who won. Yeah, my hope is that what what this means is like they could have half-assed it and just tacked it in and made it easy. Um, my hope is that because they're advertising it as like an expansion pack feature is that it'll actually be like good. It'll have ranked racing and different modes and like it'll be more fleshed out and kind of like what you would really want them to do with it. Um, it's because three quarters of the way through development of the mode, they realized they were just making Sonic All-Stars racing transform. <laughs> so interestingly, that stuff doesn't happen that much. There's like five events in the entire game where you shift vehicles in the middle of a race. But that's it, what the PvP is going to be. Who knows? Maybe. The fact that we're calling it PvP is ridiculous. It's I'm only using my terminology because that's what they're saying. I, I, know, uh, I know. I know. I think it's, it's dumb so... to call it that, too. Head-to-head is what I would have probably called it. But anyway, um, I don't know. I'm definitely interested. I'm glad that I bought it at launch because it's kind of been an interesting thing to see and experience. Um, I think if you have... If you haven't already been sold on it, you're probably better off to just wait for sales. I wouldn't try to convince anyone to buy it, but it's an interesting game and it's a weird game. And I think a lot of people have kind of gone, have played it for three hours and then gone, I hate this and tossed it when some of the most interesting stuff is kind of buried. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that's, that's an excuse because I don't like the like, well, you just play it for five hours and it gets good. I think that's kind of a <laughs> bullshit argument. Um, so I'm not trying to make the argument, but <laughs> it is a weird, interesting thing. That's for sure. Okay. Well, now it's on to me. I don't have a segue. I'm sorry. I'm. That's okay. I'm Sam never does my, either. I'm failing my host duties <laughs> today. I had the one good segue today. Um, but yeah, uh, I was playing uh, the Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit, which nice. is the third game second game from don't nod mm-hmm. this month or last last month last month it's july for me now uh so yeah they put out vampire then they announced another game and then they put out the adventure awesome adventures of captain spirit um which is the prequel to life is strange 2 um you play as a i think he's like he's between like 10 and 12 um 10 and 12 year old boy uh, with a single father, I don't want to give too much away about 
the, the story, but he's uh, kind of the main conceit is he's very imaginative, imaginative and has invented this superhero persona for himself, Captain Spirit. And you're kind of going around the home and collecting things to make your costume and, uh, you know, finding the bad guys, finding Snowmancer and pretty much just fucking his shit up. Uh, like, man, the, the, this kid is brutal, but he's, he's a sweet kid. But some of the things he does, um, it's set in Oregon with much like life is strange one. And so there are references to like my high school and my college, <laughs> which was just like totally wild. So, uh, like that kind of stuff, like pulled me in and I'm a sucker for like anything set in like the Pacific Northwest. So I was already like, okay, I'm into this. I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, this is really going to fuck me up. Um, <laughs> so Dude. yeah, I, uh yeah like it, it was getting there like nothing there's some stuff in there that spoke to me uh with like relationship wise and i can i can see like when the full game because this thing is like maybe two hours long if you're like really walking around and not finding everything right away because there were there is one puzzle that is stupid <laughs> stupid uh it's like you have to find the code for a phone like to unlock a phone and play uh oh, was it called mustard party two or something <laughs> uh, did you did y'all play life is strange one i've not I, finished it yeah i haven't finished it either oh, okay. like the first i never finished it episodes. either what wow yeah I'm you're surprised. not you're you should chastise at least i don't know i need to finish it i i, I am surprised like i really like that game um, i did too i just there there, yeah. there were some issues person. with there's some issues with the way it kind of wraps up, but uh, overall, so there's the hot dog man, which is like a thing in the game. It's kind of like the mascot of the series, I guess. It's just like this hot dog guy. And so mustard party is like an endless runner, but then you, so you're hot dog running and then you push the screen and then your character like jumps, or like shoots a mustard pack. And so is mustard's a jet pack. Uh, so that's just like a little fun thing you can do as a kid because you're like, oh, I'm gonna play this mobile game. Uh, but the fucking <laughs> like code. all the kids do now. There, there are so many code. There are so many things that you be like, oh, that's probably the code for the phone. None of them are the code for the phone. <laughs> I don't think the code for the phone is actually in the game. Like the I had to go. I had to, I had to go look it up, and it's fucking stupid. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, there, there. But there are a lot of cool like. Uh, like the story stuff is very good playing it. I don't know. Yeah. Like I can't, I'd feel like life is strange. One didn't play so awkwardly. That's just, it's very slow. And like the camera maneuvering was weird at times where I'm like, no, I just want to, I want to look at this thing. Uh, so that was like kind of a bummer, but overall, like I had a really good time with it and like the music was really good. It's Sufjan Stevens. Um, so if you're into that and uh it's just a very solid like two-hour experience and if like you didn't want to finish life is strange for whatever reason uh maybe you know you can give this a shot two hours and go oh okay i'm into the story or not um but i it has me very excited for life is strange too very excited Uh, does it reference the original at all other than Uh, the hot dog dude 
there are re- not references to like the the school and the like the place, but not to the events of Life is Strange One. Okay. But yeah, so I uh Life is Strange One took place in a fictional town in Oregon based on like a real place, but um as far as I can tell, Life is Strange 2 is set in, like, an actual town in Oregon, like, f- uh, just south of Portland. Uh, but it's, like, a rural town, so. Uh, but, yeah, like, looking around, like, just, like, kind of out in, like, the, the skybox, like, area is, like, yeah, no, this feels like Oregon. So, like... They captured everything very well. Uh, There's only three characters. The voice acting was awkward. Not great. Heavy rain Um, awkward? (laughs) No. But, like, so there's one character. Your dad, he's drinking a lot. That's, like, in the trailers and stuff. Your dad drinks a lot and gets very drunk by the end of the episode. But then, and, like, a neighbor comes over at, at some point. And they sound like they were slurring their words. They were supposed to be like not drunk as part of their thing. They were just supposed to be like, oh, hey, how are you? Uh, but they were like, I'm like, this person sounds more drunk than dad. <laughs> and, uh, the like, I don't know, the stuff for the kid. I heard some people say it was like pretty good kid voice acting. And it doesn't sound like forced or awkward kid stuff. It's just like very stilted and like, I don't know, like the. They needed to like do a couple more passes on the line reads because they just there's like weird pauses and I don't know awkward. But uh, yeah, I'm very excited to play that game. And you don't get any of like the life is life is strange. Like pretty early in episode one, like you get like the powers, like the time rewind stuff, and like mm-hmm. that stuff starts to manifest. Uh, that stuff doesn't manifest in gameplay in the awesome adventures of captain spirit. Um, but like you do get a hint of what is to come and you kind of get a hint of what the story will be going forward into like the actual game or like the full experience. But there are some like, Oh, when is it going to actually take place? And stuff like that. Like, is so, it going to take place right after or like in the future? Yeah. So I guess my question, my biggest question about this game is like, I think the first episode of Life is Strange, they made free and then you had to buy the rest of them. Eventually they were, it was free. It might've been free right away. I, I thought it launched. I could be misremembering, but is that what's happening here? Like, is this episode one of Life is Strange? No. 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 Okay. No. This is just like a prequel. Okay. Um, like set the state and it says like Chris, Chris is the main character. Uh, mm-hmm. Chris will return in life is strange too. Um, okay. But so they, but he may not even necessarily be the main character in life is strange too. I would hope he is because I think there's a very good story that they can tell. Sure. And I can, I could see where they could take it. And I, I don't know if they should take it that way. Cause it might be weird. Um, yeah. But but they might do like an actual more like subtle take on what on what I'm thinking. Um, gotcha. But yeah, so like it might jump forward in time, or it might take place right after. And this might have just been like a, hey, here's what we're doing. 
because uh, like so the walking dead after the first season did that like 365 or something they did some sort of like interstitial episode oh, 500 kind of, days or whatever yeah like 500 days of walking dead um, yeah got it that hinted at like characters that would appear in like the future games i guess and then they kind of used that to like like feedback from that to craft the, like the next seasons and stuff um mm-hmm. But I think Life is Strange 2 is out in, like, September or something. So that's not what is happening here. So, I mean, you said that the the time control mechanics aren't really a thing in this one. Like, does it feel like a Life is Strange game then? Yes. Uh, But I don't don't think Life is Strange is about the time control. I I don't think so either, but I I think think that's that's a big part of it. I think... But like I said, not the powers don't manifest in the gameplay in this game, but uh, you do get like glimpse of what that stuff might actually be in the full game. Got just it. like a, a very small hint. Uh, so yeah, Life is Strange 2 is September 27th. Um, so I don't think, I mean, this could impact, but I don't think there's enough in there to really impact what they're making. I, I, I don't think at least. Um, so yeah, you there there are like powers but if this is just like a teaser of like oh here's here are these relationships that we're setting up here's what this kid is like here's how his life is kind of going and that like i this kid is so relatable to me there are like so many things like i've done that that's the one thing that i think is um not uh this is not a criticism but it's very interesting to me is that like the the first game um this the 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 young people that will identify with this character and like and what it sounds like is life is strange 2 it's like just a different audience than with the first game and i think that's interesting i don't necessarily think that's bad or have anything have want to make any like statement about that but i do think it's interesting that they kind of pivoted a little bit but that it still seems to have the same kind of tone in a lot of ways uh, yeah it's, it's uh, fascinating uh well and also life is strange uh one is like high schoolers yeah. and is like an elementary school kid or like early junior high uh so like you know very different times in people's lives yeah, yeah. and it's easy to see how chris could end up in like go towards like either oh i I don't remember the characters from Life is Strange one like Max, Sam and Chloe Max, Max, Sam and Max, Max and Chloe Max and no Max Sam and Max Chloe. is a LucasArts game from <laughs> <laughs> Max right. and Chloe dog <laughs> it is easy to see how Max could down, go down like Dude, the path of their if this turned into a Sam and Max game I would be super on board God, yeah, me too. Chris could end up as either Max or Chloe based on you know how his life is going um, so like yeah, it, I think he is a very like the kid is well written. Just, I wish the voice acting was better, um, but I, I felt he was very relatable. I'm like oh, I've done stuff, I did that exact thing. Uh, so yeah, I I hope they stick the landing with that game because it's that that short thing is really something. Cool, cool. But uh, out of curiosity, um, other than Life is Strange, have any of you guys ever gotten into like an episodic game and followed it month per month? Hitman. 
I guess that counts. Yeah. 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 Hitman's the only one I really did. Uh, I've never really. I've always waited until the Telltale stuff finishes and just played it all at once. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I played Walking Dead season one month per month, and the wait, the the cliffhangers they had were the worst. <laughs> you know, actually, I did play Sam and Max season one, the Telltale Sam and Max season one month to month, and not only that, but I played it on that service that it debuted on. Um, it was like the. It wasn't a streaming service. You downloaded the games, Game Tap. It's called Game Tap. I played it month to month on GameTap, and it was a GameTap exclusive when GameTap launched. Hmm. And it was Telltale's, like, not their first game, but it was, like, their first foray into that format. It was a really interesting time. I uh, think I may have done it with The Walking Dead Season 2, but I never finished that game, so they only got, like, the first three episodes in. So I think I did for, like, the first three episodes because I was really hot on the first one, but... Yeah, I did. Walking Dead season one and two. I, I, season one, I think I came in like partway through, maybe like the second episode I came in, and then season two I did month to month, and then Life is Strange. I think I played it all in one like one go. So that's why I never finished Life is Strange because I started doing that with Life is Strange. I bought the season pack. That's why I'm pretty sure the first episode was free because I recall playing it buying the season pack i think it was like an hour or something it was short it was it was not like a full there was like yeah. a it wasn't a prologue it was episode one but it was definitely it, shorter it, than the it, i think it was just an hour or something i don't think it was the full, eh, the maybe. full episode either one. way i remember playing episode one some part of it and liking it and buying the full thing and then i played the second one when it came out but then other stuff it may have even been hitman that i got really deep into um and uh I think those were the same year. Um, no. But it, whatever it was, something else came out that that sucked me in, and I just completely fell off of Life is Strange. Hitman was 2016, and Life is Strange was 2014, I think. Maybe 2013? No, 2015. Okay. Let's say if Life is Strange is 2014, oh my god. No, it was 2015. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, yeah, you're right. It was 2015. Yep. Uh, you could go back and like watch the giant bomb giant bomb east people play through it or whatever uh if you don't want to actually play it yourself no i will play it myself at some point i I liked what i played um i just need to actually sit down and get through it it's not as if it's especially long the episodes are no more than an hour or two each yeah and like the the twists and stuff are interesting but i I think the end they kind of fumble but i think the journey is good the ending of episode two is like just devastatingly good i I mean i just everything about it like the music and what's happening it's just like it's it's a phenomenal thing yeah uh and since it's set in oregon i'm automatically predisposed to being <laughs> interested in it like i've said that with like uh, much like sam always talks about his justification for playing destiny and is like three pounds per hour or whatever uh, <laughs> uh I, if you set a game in like the pacific northwest i'm like okay i'm in so same that's why i'm like mm. I guess there's, I'm gonna play Days Gone. There's only that way before I even lived here. Yeah, there's only ever been one game that's been set near where I live, and that is MDK2. <laughs> because the developers were in Edmonton, and Edmonton is the city they destroy in that game. <laughs> um, I will say to you, Life is Strange is on sale for five dollars the first season right now. Ooh, uh, that's really good. It's a real good deal, and it's it's definitely a game worth. Like even if you buy it and then watch a playthrough of it, like it's mm-hmm. it's worth seeing even though I, I can say that even without having played through it uh, and even though i know oh, the man. ending gets a little 
the writing yeah. is so good bad in that <laughs> wait sorry it five dollars on steam or yes on steam sorry on sale because of the summer sale mm-hmm. this is kind of an aside uh it's a little bit not totally related i can explain why it made me think of it uh not, we, we got all the time in the world have you guys have any, did you guys play the vanishing of ethan carter no oh uh, yeah it's an interesting game it i'm thinking about it because um like captain's like the kid chris is his name i think right mm-hmm. he could be a he could be ethan carter <laughs> like the thing with ethan Car- with the vanishing of ethan carter is that like ethan carter has like this crazy imagination and he comes up with all this stuff and like i won't spoil the whole game because it is interesting and people might want to check it out at some point um it's it's actually pretty good uh well okay it's pretty good until the very end and then the very end ruined the entire game for me but yeah. it won't for everyone <laughs> it's also it's also like to the moon it's also very very slow <laughs> Uh, just in terms, mean, it, except it, for the part where it turns into a horror game for yeah. about an hour. <laughs> but, I mean, just movement, movement wise, yes. but yeah, the movement speed is low. But there's a there's a part near the beginning. Um, Ethan Carter is a, is structured where like it's almost structured like an episodic game where each episode is like twenty to thirty minutes long, um, and like each location has sort of a different thing you're trying to do. Like the first part, you're in the woods and you're trying to trigger all these traps. Um, cause like there's all these traps in the woods for some reason. Um, there's a part in the game where you're like walking through the woods and you see an astronaut and it's like utterly terrifying. Cause you're like, what is happening here? And so there's just this astronaut standing there. So you start, you kind of like walk up to him cause there's nothing else to do. And then he starts running away from you and it's just like game of cat and mouse in the woods. And eventually he leads you to this spaceship and you get in the spaceship and you like fly into space and you see like planets going by and stuff. And it's like, Oh my God, my mind is blown. But then eventually you end up back in the, the forest and you realize you're in like a treehouse that's like made up to look like a spaceship. And it was Ethan Carter who is the kid you're looking for, hence the title. Um, and he like had imagined this whole like world because he's dealing with abuse and stuff. So he like imagines that he's a space pilot and he goes to all these different planets and you kind of play through his fantasy. It's really interesting. And for some reason, the stuff I'm seeing about Captain Spirit made me think of that part of that game heavily. Yeah, that's not that's not far off. Uh, if you if like any of that like story stuff spoke to you, I think you might yeah. really like. Uh, yep, Captain I'm sure Spirit. I would. The thing about Ethan Carter that's hilarious is that, and it's not a really a spoiler. At one point, you're in a mine. You end up in these mines, and it's an optional sequence. You don't actually have to do it. But I didn't know that at the time. I didn't know there was a way around it. There's a part. The whole game, not a horror game. There's spooky stuff that happens, but it's definitely like a walking sim with air quotes. It's like very light puzzle solving mostly just walking around these environments that are creepy but interesting the story is interesting so you go down this mine shaft and it's interesting uh and then you go down this one corner it's interesting and then you're in this part and it's like wow this is kind of like a maze and then you're walking around and then a fucking skeleton miner man pops up in your face and kills you and then you go back to the beginning of the maze and then it turns out that you're trying to navigate this maze while being stalked by this skeleton that makes noise and you have to like survival horror outlast styles hide from the skeleton miner that is utterly terrifying because if he notices you he just like immediately teleports to you and pops up on your screen and scares the shit out of you 
<laughs> it's yep weird see see andre that's what you were expecting out of gone home <laughs> yeah yes it, so at least okay now my fears don't feel unfounded no it's totally <laughs> i totally wasn't expecting it. i was playing it for youtube with my 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 uh stream partner at the time and like uh, we were both we both just like flipped out at it because we were not expecting it to be a horror <laughs> game at all Thanks anyway cool game. check it out if it sounds interesting you can skip the horror part <laughs> uh, it's not really consequential to the story i also i touched the resident evil 7 dlc uh i started to touch it uh the one i am most interested in playing is the not a hero dlc it is minor spoiler for resident evil 7 but that game's a year and a half old at this point so if you don't as long know as it's minor i'll play it eventually but yeah. it's, it's it's a spoiler for the end but it's like a very minor spoiler chris redfield is in that game oh i knew that already yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah. uh so one of the dlcs you play is chris and it takes place after the game but uh you can punt like so it like you shoot like the enemies and then it's like when they're staggered you can punch them which is not a mechanic in the regular game so you like shoot them once and then you punch them and that's just like an instant kill and they just like explode like i, mean, I knew chris was ripped like there's a image going around from resident evil 5 like one of the promo images where his like bicep is as big as his head <laughs> where it like measures them and it's like holy and shit <laughs> Like his bicep is as like tall as his head or something. Um, so yeah, Chris is ripped, but yeah, so I'm really excited to play that uh, and play all the other stuff. I also touched like the one that touches or like shows how everything started, um, like at the house, but it's very slow. That game is very slow at times, and it's kind of like a amnesia type walking simulator because in that mode you don't have a weapon at least to the point i've gotten to but I, yeah hmm, it's fun that sounds that sounds okay is it kind of like pt N- no not really like it's ju- it's just it's like the beginning of resident evil 7 except there's a lot more like hiding that you have to do i that game like i really really want to play it because it seems like it's on sale now. Yeah, I know. Um, it's on sale for like thirty dollars, which is not really twenty for the I think right. Oh, for the... thirty for the season, like the the version yeah, yeah, that has yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah, twenty for the normal. But but the bigger issue is like, I played Resident Evil One and Resident Evil Four, mm-hmm. um, and I feel like I kind of want to play, like play them because I know that this one ties into the narrative and I understand that it's pointless and it's a fool's errand to say, I'd like to play all of them in order, but if, if you almost play want resident evil six, I'll play resident evil six with you. Uh, I mean, yeah, I would, I would have to replay yeah. resident evil one, two, three, <laughs> four and five first. So the problem, the problem is three. Yes. That's yeah. Like, that's, like cause I mean, two is going to come out in six months. Yep. Three is the one where it's the missing link. You can get do a, what I, do what get I a did. Just watch of five, four, five, and six on Steam yeah. right now for fifteen yeah. bucks. Uh, just watch Resident Evil on YouTube, GameSpot. <laughs> you'll get all of it. Yeah, it, it, I have a thing for bullshit, convoluted, like mythoses that are yeah. bad. <laughs> me, me, me too. <laughs> so I almost, that's kind of why I want to see all of them, so I can understand it all. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
that's that's how I feel. Like I feel that way about Silent Hill too. Yes, Silent the Silent Hill. Yes, as well. Uh, Silent yeah. Hill yeah. two. <laughs> like I will I will go and watch like playthroughs of Silent Two somewhat regularly, maybe every other year or so. Yep. Um, what was sorry? What was the Silent Hill game that came out on Wii and it was like a personality test? Silent Hill Downpour. Shattered Memory. Shattered no. Memory. Yeah, Shattered Memories. That game was Down, really cool. <laughs> Downpour was eight. I think yeah silent hill 8 was downpour um i would love to see like it'll never happen for silent hill because konami probably but i would love to see uh no clip documentary on resident evil and just like the creation of that whole series might be hard because it uh the guy who like the main guy shinji mikami is now like somewhere else but i mean i guess he could go and he could talk to him separately because he's like tango game works or whatever um but i would love to see like a long documentary on the history of that series it's an interesting series for sure um does it have anyone else have anything they want to talk about what if i talked about wrestling for a sec what if i talked about anime for a second <laughs> I, I, you, you guys just said the same thing <laughs> all right well I'm going to take that as a yes. I'm going to run with it. Um, okay. So CEOs going on right now. If you care about fighting games, oh, hey, wait, I, that, that's that's yeah, that's video game related. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna tie it in. I'm gonna What's, tie it in. Sorry, what CEO? I have no idea what that is. It's, uh, that's a fighting game uh, tournament that goes on in um, Florida. Run by Jabali. Jabali, yeah. Oh, it's that. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So um, New Japan had a show that was like it was like ceo cross njpw like it was like a whole thing to do and i watched most of it yesterday um but or i should say yesterday and part of today because i fell asleep (laughs) but um i had like kind of a knee-jerk reaction because i tend to hate most wrestling commentators i only like a very select few because most of them are bad yeah that's probably why (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah but so what they had for for this uh this show they had a couple of like esports and fighting game commentators there's like a street fighter guy i mean i didn't i didn't i've never heard of any of them but i'm assuming people have (laughs) and there was a a a Fortnite guy and i don't know what the other one was for but um they i actually thought they ended up doing a really good job american um, esports co- american fighting game esports commentators are like japanese wrestling commentators <laughs> well yes <laughs> but they probably watched a lot of japanese wrestling too yeah yeah i mean well they knew everybody who everybody was they knew their moves and all that so that was kind of nice but the the production itself was kind of really janky um especially considering you know they had some of the the biggest names in new japan there um where was was this just on twitch yes it was free on twitch and it was my understanding that the tickets were actually really reasonable if you happen to be in florida at the time it was like i think a hundred dollars was like the most expensive ticket you could get and i think like you get in at like 20 
uh, and they were streaming it for free on Twitch, so I watched it there. Um, but there was like a lot of wait time at the beginning, and then there was like two matches, and then it was a ton of wait time again. Uh, Jabali has like a like a ruptured Achilles, and he was supposed to fight somebody, and he came in in a wheelchair, and then they tried to like open the barricades for him so he could roll himself to the ring, but like they couldn't get the barricades open, so they ended up like picking him up under the armpits like a baby and like lifting him over the barricade. Oh my God. <laughs> it was very goofy. Like the wrestling was really funny and it, like very goofy, but like the, none of the entrance music was audible. And like the, the, the ring itself was mic'd really weird. Like it was really squeaky. And that's all you heard was like squeaking and not any of the bumps or anything, which I thought was weird. Um, but you know, they always have a wrestling ring set up at CEO for some reason. That's just like <laughs> their aesthetic is there's a wrestling ring. Uh, but I read this morning that actually one of the people in one of the first matches is like a convicted sex offender. Yeah, I just read about that like a few minutes ago. He like had sex with a minor, I think. And, um, and yeah. Omega's response was not great. Like, I, I mean, his like I I can see where he's coming from, but his just response was, could have been better. Um, but yeah, was was the rest of it good? Um, like it. I don't think you're gonna get any match of the year type things out of there, but it was it was fun. Did it was Kenny like Omega fun. wrestle? Yes, he did. did he wrestled did, with Ibushi. Okay. Um, the okay. Golden Lovers versus Naito and Hiromu. Oh, uh, it was, like it was a good match, and Ibushi just keeps taking stupid Fucking, ass dumps. Since WWE is in Japan right now, Xavier Woods couldn't be there to like do a running. <laughs> exactly. Wow. But the yeah. programming. <laughs> okay, so Alex, please tell us about your wrestling. So I was watching this wrestling show called Hinamatsuri. I mentioned it last week. Uh, we finished. Cheska and I watched it. Yeah, we, the steel chair. Uh, and they come in and they like bump off the ropes or whatever. I don't know. Kayfabe. That's a word, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but that show's great. I think everyone should watch it. <laughs> that's that's the short version. It's it's a really ridiculous comedy. Like it's just like super over the top. Just like. Uh, you know, just like super over the top animation and just scenarios that make absolutely no sense if you think about them logically. But it's also really it's every anime. <laughs> but like, there's like just for one example, there's this one girl. It, it follows like these high school girls, and it's got like psychic powers and the yakuza and stuff like that. But um, there's this one girl who oh no, it's in middle school actually. Sorry, and she just like she can never say no to anyone and she's like incredibly kind and then her always saying yes to people leads to her being a bartender at like <laughs> like working nights as a bartender and being like the best bartender in the world kind of there thing might, i think there are some girls at my school who are delinquents and don't go to class who actually are working in a bar oh no <laughs> maybe they've been watching this show too much but <laughs> but anyways it's exceptionally good um it's I was surprised by how earnest it got in one episode where one of the girls is homeless and like they kind of play it up for laughs sometimes but at one point it gets real serious for like 15 minutes and it's extremely sad 
Oh no! And it's really well done, and it make like there are actually news articles being written in Japan about how accurately it p- portrays homelessness in Japan and how it should be handled. Like it's really fascinating. Wow. Uh, so a little bit of a sidetrack. Did you know? Have you heard about Dan Reichert and Jeff Gershman going to Anime Expo? With <laughs> yeah. Roll? yeah, the Crunchyroll uh-huh. thing. Yeah, uh-huh. I feel like you need to submit some clips <laughs> to GB underscore 101 or whatever it is. Kinematsuri <laughs> and whatever other shenanigans that yes. he's been peddling so over here. I think it's <laughs> 30 second clips and you can get them to watch out. Oh man, I, I want to watch that stream. <laughs> yeah. When Do you know when that's happening? Uh, I think it's July 5th at 3 p.m. West Coast time. You had that down oddly specifically. Great. That's a lot of information. (laughs) I watched Unprofessional Fridays last night while playing The Division. And uh, uh, Victoria and some other guy from Crunchyroll were on, and they were giving the deets. For people who work at Crunchyroll, they don't like anime very much. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) They really don't. Which... Maybe maybe that says a lot about anime. Uh, you can work a place and not like the thing that you work for. Yeah. No, oh, yeah, no. I, it's just, just very funny that if you're anime, you'd be like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, anime. They're like, <laughs> don't watch that one. All the animes from the 80s. Uh, and there's a big problem with anime these days where there's almost arguably too much. There's too much of everything these days. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Like, like you just, everything gets super buried. Like, it's really hard to find the good stuff because, like, there's just so much noise. I watched yeah, so a like... little tiny bit of anime also Ooh. this week. I watched, uh, like, the first four episodes of Fully Cooly. Oh, my God. I hate that show. <laughs> <laughs> that show's... I like that show. Makes no kind of sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's so it's real ex- weird. It's extremely stylish and has great music, but, man, do I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm curious to finish it. It's only like six episodes, so I've only got like two episodes to go. But I also think it's... Two more seasons. Yeah, I was going to say, like, they they brought it back after like something like 17 years or something like that. Adult Swim decided to fund two more seasons, which is crazy. At the same time. Yeah, at the same time, which I think is like crazy and made me want to watch it, I guess. I don't know. It's... I'm not sure that I'm not sure if I like it yet, just because I don't know what's happening. <laughs> but You'll never I'll... know what happens. Yeah, it's, it's not something that where I'm like, oh yeah, like it's so powerful. It's just I just like it. Yeah, the, like Xavier, my husband felt the same way about it. He's like, he, he said, you know, that he watched it when it was new or when it was on mm-hmm. in America, and uh, that he liked it but he didn't really know why and it was weird but he likes it so i'm like okay i'll fuck with weird i guess <laughs> i asked him what it was about and he just goes adolescence <laughs> i'm like yeah. okay yeah yeah all right it uh, didn't win me over lot. on it but i was like okay i'll give it an episode but i, I really like bass guitars i like i like bass so <laughs> i like that you know i think that's part of it yeah <laughs> Uh, robots are cool. Yeah. I don't know. Robots that come out of your forehead. <laughs> Man, that that show's fucking wild. I've been thinking about watching it again so I can like watch that and then the new seasons. But 
I you should know. watch My Hero Academia. I should. You should. I should. It's really good. It's really it's good. Really good. <laughs> <laughs> My problem is that I guess it's, it's like subtitled, right? There's no dub. So there, there is a dub. Dub. Yeah. Oh, okay, but it's probably behind, right? Only Are like a week behind, I think. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Well, maybe I'll. Just because, like, I have no problem with watching subtitled stuff. It's just going back to there being so much media and things getting buried. I I find it hard to devote my time to any like one individual thing. So I'm trying to double up on stuff, which is, you know, maybe not getting the most out of either thing. Yeah. But like, oh, like, playing, like the division or destiny, and then I have like Resident Evil or Giant Bomb stuff on on the side. So maybe I could put on My Hero Academia on the side and play some of those games uh, have you seen the internet's recent obsession with small might you sent it to me i uh, have, have you, seen it it's, it's so cute it's showing up all over the place and it's so adorable <laughs> yeah oh it's so cute it's so cute um yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, i've been watching the uh the sub the subtitled version but um i did watch like a youtube clip of a little bit of the voice acting for the um, the dubbed version, and, and I just there there are I would say it's pretty close to what they're saying in like the subtitled version, but I, they did do a, f- a couple of fun like localization things that I noticed. Like there's a, a character Shoto who has like fire on powers on like one side of his body and ice powers on the other side of his body and uh bakugo who's just an asshole um called him in the in the subtitled version a half and half bastard and then like in the dubbed version they called him an icy hot bastard which you know i just thought it's like they do some cute things so it's a uh, little bit different but it's I, I don't think it's enough to be an issue localization is weird yeah um, it is weird so, but speaking of localization, we're going to wrap up this podcast so Alex can translate it into French for us. Absolument, no, serait aucun problème. <laughs> we're trying to break into new markets, uh, and that's our first step. We're we're actually going to be on the radio in the crew too. <laughs> <laughs> There's not really radio in the crew too. I hate to break it to you. It's like songs that play. Oh darn! Third. That's that whole marketing deal that I made with Ubisoft to stand the drain. <laughs> there's one song that is a there's a Black Keys song. That's the only song in that game that I actually recognize. The rest of it is all the most hyper generic, just music that probably someone played on the radio sometime. <laughs> it's okay. amazing. Well, uh, so what you're saying is they could only benefit from adding us to their radio. Totally. Yeah. So be more interesting. Well, that's going to do it for episode 26. That's that's half a year, folks. We're, we're, yeah. we're doing it. Yeah. Uh, where can people find you on the radio, Alex? Uh, if you go to myanimelist.net slash profile slash spaghetti. <laughs> that one's a real one. That's a real one. <laughs> yeah, it is a real one. <laughs> it's also, how do I do that on my radio? Uh, you tune it to like 106.7 and then you just kind of yell at your radio. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, Erica, how about you? Like public access or? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> um, no, um, you could listen to my other podcast. It's like radio, right? <laughs> it's a uh, tempered expectations. It's about wrestling. Um, uh, we are going to 
the last three dates of the G1, um, which is a big New Japan tournament at in uh, oh, it's starting this month, but we're going to it in August. And so we'll have a lot of G1 coverage because we're very excited <laughs> if you care about that. You can also follow me on Twitter at Erica spelled A-I-R-E-H-C-U-H. And Patrick Coter. So first of all, uh, Alex's anime list is restricted, which is bullshit. <laughs> okay, so, uh, all, my anime list is actually broken right now. Okay, because I tried to click on what you're watching, and it said it's restricted by the user. Yeah, no, it's the the that's a known issue. The porn the Pornhub is, you know, visible, but not the. <laughs> so anyway, you can find me on Twitter at JusterPC and my blog at GamingConfidence.com. It's been on hiatus because I started writing for a living, and when you write for a living, it makes it hard to write at home. But I'm finally gonna get over that and write review the crew. So. um can expect that and then i'll try to at least write weekly stuff there uh, and that's all i got okay and this i am andre you can find me on twitter at coolslaw c-o-o-l-s-l-4-w talking about how loud the weather was last night it was crazy uh aka your girl's favorite goomba um yo andre if the weather's too loud you're too old he was shaking my apartment that's scary <laughs> Like I've got noise canceling headphones on, and I heard it through that. It's loud. Love it. uh, <laughs> the rain was so bad they delayed trains. <laughs> like they, they canceled trains for like five hours. Like everyone's like, "Oh, Japan, the trains are never late." They are when it fucking rains, apparently. <laughs> uh, a train wasn't it's struck just like by the whole month of June, isn't it? Like. <laughs> I, it, like if it just rains a little bit it's fine but like yesterday oh yeah we was... had a really bad rain day here too on wednesday i had to like it's like the puddles were deeper than like my rain boots were which was bad much like the length of this podcast is getting deeper than <laughs> your boots and my feet are getting wet from all this this extra podcast uh thank you and so long. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye. <laughs>